You're listening to the Heroes Power Hour, presented by BlizzPro.com. Your host, Balrog fan, Zexorus, and DJ Tyrant. Hello everyone, welcome to the Heroes Power. This is episode 116 of the Heroes of the Storm podcast brought to you by blizzbro.com. I am your host, DJ Tyrant, and with me we have the full crew with us. And we're going to start with uh, physical art. We haven't seen you in a little bit. How have you been? How have your games been? Uh, I'm good. I'm actually playing again for the first time in forever. I did 11 placements in the last 48 hours, so I can get last season and this season. Um, I have been playing quite a bit of Zagara and Gina lately. That's been fun. Um, outside of that, I haven't tried Destiny yet. Still debating if I want to go that route. Well, you missed the uh, open beta for PC, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. you have a month and a half to decide. Well, I guess you don't have to necessarily get it uh, the first day, but it was really fun when I played it. Um, but it's been it's been uh, pretty cool. Uh, Zexers, how about you? How have you been? Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, your project that we've kind of all been a part of? Uh, yeah, sure. We uh, I, I had a dream um, way <laughs> back before Heroes back when heroes was still uh blizzard dota uh when that was a thing when dota 2 was still fresh in its infancy um i fell in i kind of accidentally fell into beyond the summit um uh, i've mentioned it before in the past i'm i'm their lead mod i i'm that guy you yell at in twitch chat um because you think you got banned if if you're asking to get unbanned i'm the guy that says yes or no Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but or like, I always wanted to try my hand at casting, um, but never really got around to it. The nerves, stuff like that. And I finally just bit the bullet uh, about a month ago and said, you know what? I, I'm I'm getting older. Heroes is still a fresh game. If I'm gonna do it, I need to do this now. And so I started up Nexus Commentaries. Uh, which is a casting a, a casting team for amateur heroes of the storm, um, hopefully branching out into bigger and better things at some point. Um, but we have seen, in my opinion, we've seen some decent growth in the past month. I think we're up to about 155 or so followers, give or take, mm-hmm. um, which is about 100 more than I thought we were going to get. Um, and recently we did just hit, uh, just today, we just got a uh, Twitch affiliate status. So we'll have a sub button and an emote and all that. And <laughs> it'll be pretty nice. sweet, but yeah, it's, it's been some, it's been some grinds at times with, uh, how late some of these games go. Yeah. Uh, but... You're not the only one complaining about HEC open going late. I know a lot of the players get frustrated. 
uh, with it mm-hmm. a little bit because it it can go till sometimes ten or later Pacific time, which is obviously like one or two your time. Yeah, well, yeah, and like the last two weeks, I've I've stayed up till almost you know two thirty in the morning just so I can get uh, a cast in with you and two in with Charlie. Um, though last week Carl was the man and, and stepped in last minute to uh, fill in for. <laughs> For Jimmy to catch yeah. the uh, Gulp Misha's, and Carl's a little harsh. I just harsh. got into bed, and I checked my phone, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Carl, Carl's, I, and that kind of, I think that kind of showed in your cast. You were kind of harsh on that other team. <laughs> it's like, I think that team fight was a mistake. And Jesus, Carl. <laughs> tone it down. Make it sound nice. Oh, my goodness. Like, that may have not been the best decision for that particular moment for a team, whatever. ADEZ or what, you know, I, I forgot who we were casting. Yeah. I know it was a golden mage. So he's like an Abathur caster? Illogical decisions? Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, Carl, oh, Carl putting on the Abathur hat. There we go. For, uh, for, for casting. But yeah, it's. I it's, mean, it's, if your team makes a really dumb move and you're trying to be, <laughs> you know, you're trying to be semi competitive about this, I'm going to call you out in your dumb move. <laughs> right. That's a good way but to cast. It's 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 been a lot of fun, and I I'm I'm really delighted that I actually started this up. Um, but yeah, check us out on on uh, Twitch.tv/nexuscommentaries. I am starting a patron for that. Um, I haven't finalized it yet. I've got some goals laid down. Um, I know. One of the goals will be we're going to set aside a day to cast uh, viewer replays. There we go. So that, that should be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, check it out. Twitch.tv, next, uh, Nexus Commentaries. I kind of messed up on the Twitter, though. I should have just made it Nexus Com Hots. But it's you Nexus can change Com. the name. Oh, can I? Yeah, I'll yeah. in your settings so you can I, go do that. I, I, I change I my handle. And you'll save all your followers on the show I can't so that it really would line up with my game tag. I have overlays <laughs> that have Nexus comms. Okay, hops. well, don't change that until you've yeah, changed the overlays. I, I really don't <laughs> want to bother the artist. Like, hey, can you take out the S? Because that <laughs> seems such like a nitpicky move on my part. Like, well after the fact that she made, made <laughs> so, Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's been a lot of fun. Charlie is definitely coming into his own as a caster. It's been a lot of a lot of fun watching him um, find his his uh, his voice as uh, an on point guy. Um, you know, calling team fights and stuff like that. It's it's been a lot of it's it, he's he's really improved. Check out some of his casts on the uh, on the archives. It's it's really good stuff. That's awesome. It's, it's a lot harder than I ever gave it credit for just watching from afar, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's for sure. It's certainly easy to sit in a Twitch chat and say, ha ha, caster's bad. But man, it is it is tough to stay to stay away from being nonsensical and rambly while also calling action that feels frantic and all over the map. Because this isn't we're not casting for, you know, Tempo Storm versus Gale Force, like where all the action is kind of centered around one place and happens all kind of like in a fluid motion, like 
this is, you know, Chair League or HTC Open, you know, Gul'dan dies on the top of the map at the same time Zagara died on the bottom, <laughs> both on other teams. Like, how do you call this? Like, yeah. So adapting to that and learning how to do a lot of that stuff has been very unique and challenging. And oh, fun. yeah. And it's got me playing more heroes lately, too, as well. I've been playing a lot more heroes on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays <laughs> as well as the Tuesday shows. So yeah. But nice to get a get a solid two or three days of heroes in and feel like I'm I'm kind of staying fresh. In the yeah, meta. We, we are going to see how uh, observing EU games are going to turn out next week with the uh, EU Open HGC Open. Uh, P Flame G and myself will uh, try to get some games in on on that. Um, I have I have this sinking fear that it's going to look like trying to cast a Dota to SEA game from NA. <laughs> well, so and, here's the thing: it's really HGC stuck. is cast from California, and it's an online tourney. Yeah, well, that, but that's closer than you know BFB Indiana. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that, no, that, he's saying it doesn't vary between NA and EU, right? I, I'm also saying. I am probably West Coast servers, so when I, or East Coast servers, so when I try to connect to this game, I have to go much, much farther than like California to whatever EU games they cast. No, you're, you're Rush, closer, buddy. No. <laughs> he probably has longer distance between him and like the nearest EU no, or maybe. US based yeah. server. I would like to put a stop to this conversation. <laughs> P-Flame G! P-Flame G, how's your week been in gaming? Thank you, gaming. Thank you. Um, so I finished the season in plat again, in lower plat than usual. Um, so I'm going to, when I can, uh, I definitely want to devote time to you know grad school and everything. But when I can, grind some more Hero League this season. Um, but I've been playing some during the day with I and Sind, uh, some friends of the show, um, which has been good. Uh, and um, I played I played some today, uh, before like in the middle of the day, and then right before the show. So I've got two or three games of Jaina in, and two or three games of Kelphazad in, uh, and I really enjoyed uh, playing both of them. I think we'll talk about that more when we get to that portion, but it's been fun. I think I'm gonna play mm -hmm. a lot of both of them. Yeah, for sure. Did you get sucked back into WoW, like me? Yeah, I've, I've played a lot of 7 <laughs> Yeah, no, 7 has been fun. Um, Balrog fan, how are you, my friend? I know you, I, I see you furiously typing uh, there, but how has your, your week been in games? I pretty much covered it with the casting and, the, okay. you know, playing on Mondays and, or playing on Wednesdays and Thursdays as well. Okay. Just uh, working on my support play, as always. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, let's dig in to the meat of this week. We had a patch go live today. We talked a little bit about the PTR changes, what we thought it would do to these heroes that are getting these reworks. But we got to play a little bit today, and we kind of have some real first impressions because you can only get so much knowledge from the PTR. Once you get on live, you kind of get a real feel for how the heroes are going to be. So we're going to start off with the Lich himself. Kel'Thuzad, um, I played a game on live uh, Carl played a couple of games as well, but uh, what? Did Carl do the full intro? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We did that. We did that last time. Uh, but Carl, I want to start with you because you're a much better range DPS than I am. What What do you think of his kit and 
Uh, how has he played for you so far? Um, so he's really interesting. Um, he's very dependent on understanding your combos. Um, so his trait, right, is you get one blight every time a hero is rooted by Frosnova or hit by Chains of Kel'Thuzad. After getting 15 blight, the cooldown of base ability is reduced by two seconds, which is really, really impactful for your just sustained teamfight DPS. And also for stacking your quest. And then after getting 30 Blight, gain 75% spell power. And we talked about how this is kind of like he scales worse than other heroes, so it puts him about 30% over the normal scaling, and without the quest, he's about 30% lower. Mm -hmm. But regardless, it's a really important thing to hit your quest. Um, I played three games tonight. I think the latest I got it was like level 12, and I got it like level 4 one game. Uh, it was just a that was gross that game <laughs> um, i got it really fast and it was disgusting once i got it uh it's definitely a huge power spike that you need to play around mm -hmm. um especially you know we're in these in this next week will be a lot of mirror kill Fazad matches if he has his quest done and you don't like that's a 75 percent damage difference between you two yeah, that's, that's a huge deal. I found that I the we the one do a game little PS. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say we should do a little PSA here. Don't give Kelthuzab free chains early. Like, there's no reason to get close to him and give him free chains if he yeah. Yeah, he and catches, the thing is, he catches you. The thing is, that's a pretty short range uh, skill shot too. So yeah. you should be able to play around it relatively well. Um, I did find on that game that we had on uh, Black Hearts. Uh, it took me way too long to finish the quest. I don't know if that was partially because of the comp or just the how the battleground works. But, um, yeah, I was missing a lot of the uh, chains quite a bit. And uh, that was a that was an interesting game, though. But, uh, yeah, landing the, the W is going to be key in building up your, your Blight. And uh, yeah. I'm really excited to see in a couple weeks when HEC gets a hold of him. Um, and see what they do with him because uh, we obviously saw with Garrosh kind of the first impressions were oh it's not he's okay but he's he's not super great but now we're seeing him just be a dominant force in HEC and be an absolute nightmare to to deal with um, yeah but overall I really like Kel'Thuzad so far he's definitely very uh, high skill cap um, um, do you think him telegraphing so many of his skill shots is going to be kind of his, his downfall a bit or so the way i play him right now is not great um it's kind of it's it works in quick match and it works when you're trying to learn the hero and understand them but i play pretty forward trying to fish for for chains and landing all this stuff to get my blight stacks and do a bunch of damage um and i think that's probably not how you want to play him you know having your mage in front of the rest of your team <laughs> it's generally not good um but i think he's going to be really strong as far as like counter engage you know if you got um you know a variant running at you and you just chain him to your pillar and then root him and then hit him with your ult and you just blow him up uh from the safety being in the middle of your team right because his stuff is kind of short range and kind of telegraph but if they're running at you they can't do much about it so mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think he's going to be really strong in HGC. Uh, for the rest of you guys, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think playing against Kel'Thuzad. I mean, is he, has it been tough? Has it been 
What what has it been for you guys? We only played that one, so I didn't really see it at all. So I he wasn't very good. Like I didn't see him very much, so I don't have much to say about it because I didn't I wasn't able to play the PTR at all. So I like in that game we played tonight. Uh, I did like how he ended up pairing with Diablo. I thought that was surprisingly easy synergy, mm -hmm. if I'm honest. Like, I think there could be even more synergy with that uh, with that level four talent where he drops that icicle down on the ground. That's something I really need to learn how to use well. Yeah. Uh, I don't use it I, I, I think with proper positioning, like, Dia I, I, since that counts as a structure, like, Diablo can get bonus damage off that. So with the right positioning and everything like that, um, like Diablo could get even more effectiveness. Mm -hmm. uh, same with our same with Ariel. Anybody who would benefit from uh, terrain terrain bonuses would just get. But the skill cap on that would be like incredible. Yeah. Speaking like, why go for, like why go for that when you can just pick a tacit R and boom, or there you go. There's your there's your terrain. Um, mm -hmm. But the the, he has enough root between the chains and the uh, the frost nova um, that you can. It's a free apoc. Like they yeah. can't get out of that. Mm -hmm. What do you think his ban rate is going to be? Not in the mm. first like two weeks, say. In hero league, relatively high, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think people yeah. ban new heroes a lot in general. What about HGC think... when he goes live there? Not nearly as high. I no, think he'll be second. I think he'll be second, third, or second round ban, um, or late pick. Yeah. So, so back to the terrain stuff you're talking about, um, Carl. I have this question for you. What What do you think of the uh, spike at level seven, uh, taking that uh, instead of some of the other talents where you get to place the spike and kind of have that uh, to play with? They were talking about how important that was. And Carl needed to practice it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, especially if you're, you know, facing somebody alone, um, it's just like, oh, hey, I can actually use my E now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, or if, like, or if, like, even if it's a team fight and, like, there's the variant in your face and there's nobody with him, you know, building that up, I think, mm -hmm. um, I don't it know seems... that the chilling touch really is going to get a lot of value. And I don't think people sit in death and decay that often at the um, end maybe, of the day you... the icicle is an escape tool right like it gives him escape yeah it, you it's can both icicle... yeah because if if like you said that situation where variants chasing you and you need some distance chain or you know icicle yeah. chain him to it take off i think that'll primarily be how it's used personally mm -hmm. because when I was trying to uh, get in and stun him, he did something like that to me and got away, and I was like, oh, that was kind of tricksy. Who yep. are his big counters to start? Um, First? Probably. Yeah. Chromie I mean, was the same, the same counters as Li Ming and Chromie have, probably. Mm -hmm. Right? His, he's an entirely skill shot, delayed, telegraphed hero. Mm -hmm. Right? If Illidan just dives him. There's almost nothing he like if if he does manage to get the chains off and he can blow up Illidan, that's gonna be really sick. Um Illidan's <laughs> a lot of mobility. Or like a, mm -hmm. and a tracer too, right? So if he just misses that chain after that's gone, 
that's it. It's tough, yeah. Huh. Uh, but continuing on the mages, I wanted to move on to Jaina and talk to physical art and P Flame G again with the uh, ranged assassins. And what what do you guys think of this updated kit from her and what she's uh, bringing to the table now and how she feels now versus how she did before the changes? I only got to play the one game with her, but I did take, um, I took Ice Flows at 7. I really liked that, the the wide cone of cold. Um, it helps to do the whole new baseline ice block, you have to build up to it. It helps a lot with that. I did not try the Ice Sherry Wand, I don't know if that's a better option, but the, the wide cone of cold shared with, um, all of our other chilled talents it just it seemed like a lot more burst for her because you can hit more targets with it mm-hmm. yeah we and didn't... the cooldown reduction is nice as well yeah the uh i mean her ults are still the same i see no reason to take water elemental maybe other people do but i think the whole targeting with ring of frost is just so much power in team fights it's it's like a smaller version of like kale's ult I think Carl played a lot more games than I did, so I only got the one, but I think she feels more viable, and I got her ice block at 16, I have to see, now that I know the proper way to get it, I have to see how fast I can get it, like what level I can build it up to, so that's the important one for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was messing around on PTR, uh, I think I had mine by like level 8 or something like that, but that's, that's, that's just messing around on like AI games and just seeing yeah. how how fast I could potentially do it, but but that's can, still a huge improvement from twenty. Like yeah yeah yeah, ice block at sub level ten is just is ridiculous. I think the earliest heroes you will thirteen, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirteen is that's probably around when you'll get it most games. Mm-hmm. It's thirteen to sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just you know, there's constant team fights, and you're just wailing on them all the time, then you you can get it at level 8. Yeah, um, I think it depends but, on the map. I think maps like Dragonshire, you might be able to get it more with the mid lane. Well, it's not only just, like, team fights. Like, if you're split pushing, like, those crits count on buildings. It counts towards the damage. No, it doesn't. Should, I thought it was only heroes. Deal 15,000 damage to chilled enemy heroes. Yeah, tears only. That, that had to have gotten to change then. Maybe it did. Like, Maybe it was different. I mean, it makes sense though because it, since she's not a specialist, she shouldn't be building those charges on any kind of siege damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, do we do we think this is a net positive change change for her or kind of eh? No, I think. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is amazing. She got she got ice blink at twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a teleport <laughs> again. I mean, it yeah. Made, it made Jaina back into what she should be. And that new um, reward on, on Fingers of Frost baselined one of her other talents you usually had to take. And, yeah. I uh, mean, it basically baseline Frostbit. If, if you gather 20 globes. Yeah. I mean, if this is what we're getting uh, for them taking away a Bolt of the Storm, I am all for it. For them to be reworking them, making them unique for each hero, and um, making them more dynamic in that way. Yeah, yeah I feel like if you time it right, the ice blink with the wider cone of cold and, you know, 
all of her chilled with the ring of frost and having your ice block like that makes her almost like able to dive as opposed to being dived on when you hit 20 yeah, yeah. no she's a flanking hero again yeah which is the identity she had when she was really strong um, yeah. Car- Carl had made a good point about um, Ice Blink being utilized with Water Elemental uh, a couple weeks ago when the, the PTR notes first came out. Yeah, I remember this. But they removed the additions to the Water oh, Elemental. Oh, okay. Ice Blink is a short distance. It's not Bolt. Um, mm-hmm. So you can't just like completely bypass their whole team. Is it more like a Li Ming teleport? Yeah, it's kind of like a you get a Li Ming teleport and you chill them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still really strong for, you know, if, you, if there's a team fight going on, you just need to blink past the ETC and hit their ball or whatever. Yeah, I think that's mostly what it's for. It's once you're already engaged to pop past whatever tank is blocking your way. Yeah. It doesn't uh-huh. seem it doesn't seem like a, any kind of disengage option. Well, I mean, it always will because you can use it over walls, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta have good positioning. Um, would would cold snap ever be worth taking? I mean, ten, it's already like mildly a decent enhancement, but now also reducing tens because if it hits all five, isn't that bring it down to a ten second cooldown? Yes, bring it for us to sixty second cooldown, right? Yeah, but how often are you gonna hit five people in the center? I don't know. Have you played quick match before? It doesn't say you have to. It's a, it I doesn't say you have to hit them in the center though. It just says no. now I don't you have to know be hit. If that's any hit. Worth it beyond the other two because the the ice flank and the deep chill is options. Like the deep chill new functionality with the the stacking the slow up to forty percent. I feel like that would be worth it way more than ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, getting so that double average, slow. You'll hit two or three in your ring, which is like a 20 to 30 second reduction, which sounds really nice. But if you're not going to cast it twice in a team fight, then the cooldown reduction doesn't matter. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's that's more than fair. Yeah. I feel like that could be one of those where if you're behind, that might be worth taking to try and, you know, get that extra burst to catch up in team fights and be more dangerous. But overall, I think the other two are worth more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of always take your 20 based on the situation you're in. The only time I could ever, now that you guys are talking about it out loud, is if you were constantly using Ring of Frost as a disengage. Um, I don't know why you'd be doing that at 20, but it mm-hmm. would be appealing to, you know, have it back sooner so you can try to re-engage an objective and disengage out when the fighting happens or something like that but yeah no yeah. the ice blink and deep chill i i'd have to see deep chill in action but 40 does feel like a lot 40 yeah, is a pretty strong slow that can, can help you secure a kill activity. especially that late in the game i feel like it's worth it but um i think, I think the blink will will be the go-to because of the outplayability you get with even a, sh- a shorter blink as it is, yeah. whether it's like I need to to blink this kill to Zod chain or we lose the game, and you have that option. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that especially in pro play, that's going to be the go-to. I think the others are still good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, think there's anything wrong with the other two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's gonna be 
just based on the the situation uh mostly like like uh Bauerfren had said your storm talents are generally situational um on what you want to pick but i wanted to go ahead and move on to lieutenant morales who got a pretty significant rework um Balrog fan I knew you played a, a bit of her earlier um I find it interesting that they're they continue the trend of removing cleanse and I feel like we talked about this uh on the PTR uh portion of, of this but I what, what do you think of her kit now that she has energy instead of um mana and yeah how just how does she feel because you had you had some thoughts playing today <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely an adjustment period going on for right, for me right now with her. So, like, everything I'm saying is just kind of an initial response to having to play her so differently. Um, I don't know how she's going to stack out. To me, just, like, playing her a bit, I feel like she doesn't work if your, ta- if your team's uh, focus for damage is sustained. Because she runs out of energy during these fights, and there's no real way to mitigate that. You have to switch your healing beam around, and you can't just stop healing the tank because you want to, you know, manage your energy for, you know, 15 seconds later into the fight if it means the tank's going to die. So you have to keep that healing beam going. And once you run out of energy, you, you your team has to disengage. If they stay, they're not going to have a healer because you're basically offline for a good 10 seconds. And it it doesn't feel great. Um, she has a lot of things that are very cool that, that have been added to her kit. Uh, level 7, she can take something that just straight up removes a slow when, it, when she casts Safeguard. And um, when you do, when you remove a slow with it, you get a four-second reduction on the cooldown. It's kind of some cool counterplay to uh, Jaina and, and Kel'Thuzad, uh, who are going to be very, you know, in the meta right now. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't think long-term it's going to be able to take over some of the the new talent she was also given at that level, which is either um, when someone's stunned uh, during safeguard. Uh, the duration no longer decays and they get 25 armor. So it's kind of like a little weird cleanse in a way. I well, mean, it's it does... kind of like Uther's Guardian of Ancient Kings. Right, right. Yeah, it just kind of gives the 25 armor. Um, well, it gives 50 because it's 25 additional and Safeguard already gives 25. Right, right, yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, I was taking the in- increased duration on, on Safeguard initially for, with uh, Prolonged Safeguard, but I, I really not percent sure which way is the correct way to go at that level obviously the the slow removal is kind of you know a response to the other team but yeah she's got a lot of um extra talents too at 13 uh with her new grenade uh functionality um obviously grenade no longer has cost mana and everything like that so they they changed up some of the talents uh the one i really like is system shock where heroes hit by displacement grade grenade have their damage reduced by 30 second by 30 percent for four seconds i can't mm. talk um <laughs> it's it's kind of something she didn't have in her kit before um it's a very safe damage reduction kind of thing um mitigation it's going to help her a lot in those uh and how much she'll need to heal which is always you know important for the support so those were the big changes there um i don't i didn't really mess around with uh with, well, we never got to 20 in any of the games I played with her, I don't think. Did you try the EMP grenade at 13? 
Uh, no, I was generally using the um, uh, the system shock because we didn't run into really any shielders outside of Varian. And okay. Is that the same? Can I can I do that no. to Varian during? Sh- yeah, because that's that's a that's considered a parry and vulnerability thing. Yeah. Parry yeah, so for those not looking at the talents, yeah. a 13 EMP grenade deals like up to 400 bonus damage to enemies with shields. I think it's just nice to add another kind of anti-shield mechanic into the game. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be everywhere, but having more than just Varian is nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's her her grenade is a really safe option for a support. Usually your, um, your skill shots don't feel very safe as a support sometimes because you have to position yourself in a way that's dangerous to even get value a lot of the times with grenade it it floats it has a large burst radius you you can use it safely so definitely giving her that feels right especially with the starcraft tie-in and everything um i would like a chance to use the mp grenade it seems fun yeah most definitely i mean i'm really interested to see her kit now and I really would like to get to a game at level 20 with her and try out some of these medevac uh, talents. Oh, you guys, you lied to me. What? You guys lied to me. So we were talking about the, the, the grenade that gives Morales a shield. And it was I, To be fair, I was wrong on what level it came in at. Comes at a four. Comes at blast shield. Okay. So hitting a hero with, dis- with a displacement grenade Grants Lieutenant Morales two energy and a shield equal to eight percent of her maximum health, stacking up to five times. Okay, this is the combo I really like: blast shield, and then it's sixteen. Um, or what was it? Thirteen. Thirteen at thirteen. Uh, second opinion. So if displacement grenade hits two or more heroes, its cooldown is reduced to one second. Which comes in really, really handy for some clump team fights at times, where you can just displace people, keep your health up via the shield. You know, you hit two people, that's 16% of your health right there. And you got a grenade on a one second cooldown. So you're just chucking bombs at people. You know, it dissuades any continued pursuit. So are you saying you have a reason to support now? No, I'm not going to play Morales. <laughs> but, like, when I was messing around on the PTR, like, the AI is an idiot, obviously, and they would just five-man, like, down a lane, and I would just be constantly pelting them with grenades on the way back to a fort or something. Huh. So, like, it's it's a... F- I think that's going to be the go-to combo right there. Like... Of course, I'm not a support, and I'm probably 100% wrong on this. But having that <laughs> one sec, but having that one second grenade, the grenade does a surprising amount of damage, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yes, I remember that well. So, and having you know, have, getting a shield for hitting at least one person with that grenade is incredibly valuable. Plus. On top of that, it can split team fights up pretty darn well if mm-hmm. you're if you utilize it utilize it properly. You know that variant's not going to get in if you get smacked in the face with uh, you know angry medic balls every time he tries to take a step <laughs> forward. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. 
So you really want to say something, Carl. I, you, you just look like you're really... Yeah. So I'm not a support main. I'm actually... Support is my worst role. Charlie and Jimmy may laugh at me. I can <laughs> see an argument for Blast Shield at 4 to get the energy regen, to get the shield. The other options are nice, but like kind of long cooldown and, you know, getting Blast Shield for energy regen might be what you need at 4. At 13, I just, I feel like the other two options are too good. I mean, maybe that's the point, right? Is you have these really good options at 13. You have no, to make a hard I, I, Isn't this the argument I, we've made before? Is like, oh, sometimes Lizard just doesn't make good enough options that it's a go-to talent. Now, oh, no, we have to pick between all these great talents. Yeah, no, you're, you're, completely, <laughs> you're completely right on this. If, like... If you're not constantly getting dove down by other heroes, then yeah, the other two are fantastic. But the ability to have a shield out almost on demand at level 13, I feel like is sometimes you got to do it. You know? so. Those two talents definitely synergize really well. Yeah. I, but if um... you suck and you can't hit your grenades, then they suck. Then. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we. Oh, wait, no. Charlie, say, hold on. Wait. Charlie has one thing to say. Yes. Go for it. Oh. Um, no, I. I don't think the thirteen talent is viable. I really believe that if you're going to take fourteen, if you're going to take blast shield, you have to take the quest clear at level one to get the most out of it. And I don't know how important life support or Cadaceous feedback is for energy management, because all of that. All of that sounds fine in theory, Willie, like what you're trying to do, but you forget you I still you still have to go off and heal people, right? Like if mm -hmm. your focus is to constantly just put a shield on yourself, they're just a good team's just gonna ignore you and then pick off your assassin, you know? Like they're not gonna they're not gonna like let this mm -hmm. happen. It's gonna be fun to troll, sure, having one second grenades, but like at level thirteen when you have the option to do something like system shock, which is just a flat-out damage reduction, which is very rare in this game and kind of a big deal when you're able to do it. And it's almost always single target in the case of things like Shrink Ray. Yeah. You, can, you can reduce 30% damage from five heroes, potentially. That's amazing. Like, you can't... Yeah, no. You can, Like, for what, you know, constantly throwing the things out would do, I, I think, like, what you're looking to do would make more sense if you just take clear, bring the cooldown down to eight seconds, hit some good ones here and there to help you um, sur for survivability, but not focus your game plan around it. Right, yeah, no, at, and that's, see, that's the nice thing about level 13 is there's, like, Carl agreed with my argument, but then he also admitted he's a bad support player. You completely disagree with me, and you're a much better support player than he is. So my, like, my opinion... My, well, no, no. Me and Carl uh, are... There, me and Carl are both in agreement that Blast Shield is a very good talent that should no, be considered. I, I agree. Like, all... In my opinion, all level 13 talents are really good. Oh, no. Well, no, we're, we're mixing them up. Um... I'm talking about the level four talent. It's a, yeah. we're all in agreement that the level four talent's probably pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and as I and, and as I said, like later on, like second opinion, I I really like it. System shock, incredible. EMP grenade, also incredible. So they're like every. 
13 is like her best talent here, in my opinion. There's something for every situation on 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's very hard to figure out what to pick with her right now, for sure. Yeah, it'll it'll give her that kind of utility spike that uh, she needs, and I I think we'll just get used to the energy management going forward. I remember when Morales first came out. I think both you and I struggled pretty, or me mostly, struggled pretty hard with uh, keeping her mana up just because the, the beam just completely drains it so fast. And uh, it's just something you learn. And, and maybe maybe it's a side effect of us not having played Morales uh, as much lately, but I'm interested to yeah. see how uh, it is going forward. But. What? Yeah, go One ahead. thing I haven't got to test yet either is her level 16. Uh, she has an option to take something called First Responder now, where if you have 70 more than 70 energy, your healing beam heals for 25% more. So I'm curious if there's a good way to manage that so you can constantly tick your beam on and off and, and get mm -hmm. more healing per second uh, mileage that way. I don't, like, I'd need some hard math on how to approach Morales. That's, that's what's very kind <laughs> of confusing about her because... Uh -huh. Her talents don't really clearly explain which which path she should go, and that's fine. But when when you have to manage your healing, it's it's a bit um, tricky to figure out which talents are important for your support role and which talents are more, um, you know, kind of pick and pick and choose. Like I don't know if first responder is her whole game plan now. You know, that's that because it sounds like it potentially could be. So I, I guess, like you yeah. said, we'll have to wait these things settle themselves out. Yeah, first impressions, uh, verdict still out on, on Medic, I think. Uh, so we are going to move on, though, to the little gnome that could. And uh, Zexorus, tell us tell us about Chromie. What was she gotten changed? What does she do now? Is she more of an annoying little, you know what? Let, let, me, let me preface this, preface this with, I still hate Chromie. <laughs> Shock. Shock it all. I, I still hate her. <laughs> I'm so surprised. I think she's a stupid character design. It should have been a different dragon. Any and dragon. Play her. They, they, they could have taken some WoW fanfics dragon, and I would have been, oh, okay, cool. You know? You're but just no, we got Chromie. You're an absolute so, I am. I am racist against gnomes. <laughs> Anyways, they <laughs> completely reworked this, this character. Um... They dropped her sandblast overall damage by like I think like thirty percent. They reduced the scaling, um, but they turned it into a quest ability. So hit eighty heroes, you get past in future me. As a as your quest reward, so you get that sand clone. Okay, every time you hit a hero, you get five bonus damage on your sandblast. If you hit two consecutive heroes it's 10 extra damage every time after that as long as you keep hitting once you miss it goes back to five so you know you hit four heroes in a row it's five ten 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 and for your quest count it's one two 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 so but the damage doesn't stop stacking it it will i there was a ptr game where i stacked up like 1500 damage on sandblast what's the realistic like stack count generally though like 700, 800 
700? Yeah, 700, 800. Um, you're hitting the, the th 1,000 damage mark once you hit 200 heroes. So... And That's a lot of that heroes. Game, yeah, that, that <laughs> game I had... The sand clones do not count towards quest. So, like, continuing the quest, I should say. But uh, she... This, the snipes get absolutely insane after a while, especially if you like stack it with like quantum overdrive and stuff like that. So, but new talents going in, compounding aether, it's gone. They got rid of it. Nobody picked that, anyways. Mounting sand. If Chromie hits with a third consecutive sand, it counts as hitting three heroes. So that's three heroes on your quest counter. That's 15 damage. So you hit a fourth hero, that's another 15 damage. You know, and another three girls. The problem with this and another. is, yeah, and another one, another one. Um, the problem with this talent is it comes <laughs> up against. I'm so sorry. sorry go ahead. Or alternatively, I just got, when, I, or alternatively, <laughs> when you when you hear that third hero, when you hit that third hero, you can always go, "Oh, baby, a triple." <laughs> Welcome, so, welcome to the meme power hour. So, but the problem with th this talent is it's level one, which puts it directly against uh, Time Walker Pursuit. And the vision that Chromie provides, the mana regen that talent provides, is just absolutely invaluable. You are, you are, you need to have another way to have vision on the field, somehow, some way. If you're gonna play Chromie and this Chromie's gonna go mounting sand, because it is it is a valuable talent. I really like this talent. But you're again, right, though. I mean, it, Chromie's vision has almost become an expected part of her kit at this point. Yeah, because she just pings the map where oh, I want to look, I want to look who's you know in, by the keep bottom lane. You know? Probably going to help you keep your consecutive stacks going, anyways. More with the vision rather than you know, I guess you're you're kind of gambling with that other one. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's you're not wrong on that. But number two, uh, level two, number two, uh, timely surprise, sandblast and dragon breath cooldowns are reset when time trap is triggered. Now this one is a lot harder to utilize than you think. Um, because, you know, there, we, we've all done it. If we're playing Chromie, someone gets in that time trap and you're like, crap, my abilities are on cooldown. Not anymore. But this goes against Bronze Talons. And Bronze Talons is really good. Mm. I want to like this because it's only... If you're able to capitalize on it, you get a lot more damage out of this than Bronze Talents. But normally when that time trap goes off, you're nowhere near it. You're running away, you're in a different part of the map and you just haven't placed another time trap. So if you're really coordinating well with your team and you're playing incredibly aggressive, this could work out really well. Or if you're getting, or if you're playing far back and the uh, the divers are trying to get onto you, this could actually work out really well. But again, comes up against bronze talents. Bronze talents gets so much more mileage in the long run. Because yeah. how many 
traps do actually go off. Now, well, when Balrog fans playing, that's, that's true. fair. That probably would have been a field day. <laughs> you would have been dead like forty times in like. No. See, to be fair, I don't set them off in team fights. I set them off in random map transitions in places that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> You're like, why yeah. is this here? Why? You know, like, Mr. Bean? Well, all five of us went through that fog of war, and I was the only one who hit a sand trap. We all went through the same vent. That's impressive. Yes. Yeah. Now, Anyways. this does combo <laughs> with the uh, level 18 uh, Endor Hall anomaly. Anonymously. Anomaly. I've been saying this fine until this very anomaly. 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 You and Charlie today with the, okay. the vocabulary. So. It, Sounds like you're stuck it, in a loop. Adorable. Oh. Dad jokes. Those are Willie's territory. <laughs> yeah, he broke so, him. <laughs> right now. It comes <laughs> with her her time trap, uh, Storm Talon, Endor Hall Anomaly, um, because three time traps that's three resets. It's not gonna happen the way you want it to happen, no matter how much you want it to happen, unless you like. It's gonna happen that one time, and you're gonna post it on Reddit. It's like that five. Five man ley line. So you're gonna get that idiot, uh, etc. Who power slides in. Hits, you got them all in the straight line, power slides in, you hit him with the first one, he power slides into the second one, you hit him with the next one, power slides into the third, and you're, yeah! <laughs> oh, baby, a triple! <laughs> It'll end up on uh, Charlie's favorite YouTube, WTF mm. Moments. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But, um... <laughs> so, we're, 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 di we're digressing. Like... I mean, so, like <laughs> We're we're so far off the rails at this point. Mr. Chooch came in and is now taken over. Yeah. Um, but wait, why is it that when we're off the rails, the train shows up? Because <laughs> someone had to come in. It's magical. We clearly kicked. We clearly kicked the train off the rails. Oh, did we get to eighteen so in that game? We're did you going take stuck off in a loop? the rails. I did take stuck in the loop in the game, but I didn't really get a chance to use it. Because mm -hmm. we started losing after that. Because um, <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that game. Kerrigan decided to show up all of a sudden. Um, level eleven. And Kerrigan was showing up the whole game. Not really, if I'm honest. But a level eleven. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm gonna just talk over you at this point. Uh, here and there, activate to have Chromie swap places with her Sandblast Echo. It's on a thirty second cooldown. This is absolutely idiotic. This is the <laughs> dumbest talent. That you're gonna end up taking. This is better than bye bye. This is better than timeout, in my opinion. You drop a sand clone. You hearth back. You press one button, and you're back. And you throw a sand blast. If there's a team fight for whatever reason going on near your sand clone, you throw a Q out, and you've got your sand clone immediately back. This is the dumbest thing. This isn't. This is not a fair talent. To pick up at 13, if you if you get your sand clone in a timely fashion, like this is map, this is this is Shano Mac coming off the top rope with the coast to coast. Okay, this is this, this is literally a coast to coast talent. Slight digression, Jimmy. This talent sounds like a somber talent with the the recall. 
don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I, I understand it, it. Yes. It basically does that, but it's used to escape, mm. and not to go back to. <laughs> it's used to escape, not to go hearth and come back. It's used to get out of trouble, basically. Yeah. So yeah, um, oh, enough over derp. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess was talking it's like, about Chromie. I guess it's whatever you were talking. You started talking about Overwatch characters like Sombra and Recall or whatever. Yeah, and I said Chromie would use it as an escape, not a recall. Then, do you, then I fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, I suppose you're right. Like, I guess she has a teleport or something like that. But yeah, no, it, I guess it would be like that. Um, but it's not a fair talent. It's it's definitely not a fair talent. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, reaching through time's gone. 18, past and future me, got baselined. Piercing Sands is now, is now a storm talent, but it doesn't stop at two heroes. Um, but it now goes through all enemy heroes. Uh, and then on top of that, we have now stuck in a loop. So the storm talent for uh, temp uh, temporal loop no longer hits uh, everybody in the range, but it hits the first time, and if they're not dead by that point, they get recycled the second time. And that doesn't sound very good. No, it doesn't. It, like I thought, it sounded really, really good. But then I saw it in action, and I'm like, yeah, no, this sucks. Like, you shouldn't need more than one loop to, in order to kill somebody off. Yeah. Unless you stick time trap on the ground. Like, but if that's the case, why are you that close to your loop target? I guess maybe you know? Varian's chasing you down, and you cut him with a time trap, but that's Varian's, still... Varian's chasing you down, you're dead anyway. <laughs> you're, you're having a bad time. Yeah, if if Varian's if Varian's on you at that point, like, yeah, no, you're 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 a dead bronze dragon. So that's Chromie in a nutshell. Yeah, like she feels a lot better at this point. She actually she feels rewarding rather than brain dead. Hmm. Most definitely, yeah, and that's something they had mentioned in the developer notes. They wanted to. Uh, have this gap between kind of good chromie players and like really good chromie players and uh, it looks like they've accomplished that I, I still have to play chromie but uh, um, there was one more rework but I feel like we're running a little bit out of time and we did want to talk a little bit about HEC but Leoric uh, quick thoughts Zex is a warrior player he goes cleave cleave boom yeah that's pretty much it. Like March of the Black King might actually see some, some picks because the life gain off of that is idiotic. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no. Even it's hitting gross. what? Yeah, it's 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 absolutely disgusting. There um, was a video of True playing so him and at Gamescom, and it was just it was it was silly. It was very yeah. silly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Spectral Leech feels really good uh, at 20. 
like he has so many options at this point for being a very effective tank. Um, he may almost be solo tank worthy. Of course, he's going to get a lot of benefit out of being out of being paired with a uh, with another tank. But if solo tank Leoric may be a thing with with that, how how this is going. Tahaka Leoric, just saying. The, yeah, I, <laughs> why not? it's yep. it's a solid thing. Yeah. So yeah, some a new uh, lich, new mage, some cool new reworks that all seem, for the most part, pretty good, and lots of cool stuff to check out in this patch, and lots of really cool skins too. But uh, this last weekend we had some HGC action, and Gale Force continued their dominance on the top. They're eight and one currently, but holy smokes, who is that coming up the rankings? It's Roll Twenty Esports, eight and three right now, and looking so so good this split. Uh, Zach, what are your, what are your thoughts on Roll Twenty and what they've done specifically uh, after the break? Uh, they're the strongest team in NA right now. They haven't dropped a single game. Like you can't. I I, I really don't think you can make an argument against Roll Twenty being the best NA team at the moment. I believe Gale Force has dropped a game here or there, at some point. Gale Force uh, dropped one game to Tempo. See, that's all you needed. They're 11 and 1. They're not undefeated. Roll 20. <laughs> Roll them crits. Let's go. <laughs> I, just, they look absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm also going to take a moment that Elena here has decided to uh, flex her, her Twitter muscle. And she is going to be bringing us an interview with Justin here at some point in the near future. So should be within this, a week or so. This all happened when I was like out of town. I like everyone's. Hey, Lena just got us an interview with Justin. And I'm like, I can't respond properly to this. I'm busy. <laughs> so. Yes, he has graciously agreed to do our next interview. Should be up within the next week or so. So I'm super excited yeah, about that. Yeah, no, super excited about that. And, uh, and hopefully by that time they will be 15-0 because their next matchup this weekend is even in death. <laughs> Wait, you were serious? You were, yes. Were you, oh, you, that's their next, that's you, the upcoming schedule. Like, oh no, Willie wants to crap on on even in death just don't take the bait let's move on <laughs> moving on to even in death <laughs> no I, you're, you're ma- not a host mathematically <laughs> i think doesn't continually steer the ship into I, the iceberg. I, I think mathematically they are in the crucible though and i think that's something to discuss did you um, change your name did you hear that what I, they did change your name did you, they changed it to asterix uh Willie. Another name change? No, no. No, I'm oh. being a church. Just I'm I mean, still keeping okay, the other Okay, the other okay, for those not in the know, the name changes have been No Tomorrow is now Space Station Gaming and Noventic is now Lag F. Okay. Lag Force officially. Yeah, Lag Force officially. Because that's really where they're going. Like if they don't if they're not in the crucible, like 
lag lag hey lag force is in sixth they're not in the crucible right now if the season ended today stars falling this past weekend actually put them in the range for it lag force is on a two game series win streak and superstars is on a two series losing streak well, I mean, Legif has no, just lost their last two games, but week six, the first week after it, they did win against Space Station, which was really big because they're like uh, fourth, fifth team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, even Death, which, I mean, they're lower than them, but they have to do that. So. However, the next two matches for them are Tempo, Storm, and Gale Force. For who? For which one? For Lag Force. Those are their next two matches. You don't need That's Lag rough. Force to, to, to win out. Lagforce needs to probably beat Superstars. Mm -hmm. and Superstars. Superstars plays Freedom this week and Tempo Storm. Okay, so they're about going to end up in the same spot, basically. Yeah, so they're both yeah. going to go 0-2. So that'll be, that'll be a close one. Uh, <laughs> Between them, so, I... Yeah, so Superstars is currently sitting on the edge of the Crucible right now. They're mm -hmm. in the Crucible right now, technically. Oh, are they? Hashtag yeah. Bay wasn't the problem. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, but we're talking more about the middle of the crowd here. Team Freedom has leapfrogged Tempo Storm, and now Tempo Storm is in fourth again. Uh, kind of the same problem they had at the beginning of the season. I feel like a little bit struggling here. Um, Gale Force really took care of business against them, giving them a three-one victory. But they do have Lag Force and Superstars to play up uh, next or this upcoming weekend, and they. For all intents and purposes, they should win that those series, uh, no problem. It was interesting because remember, last phase, Team Freedom ended up at the top of the rankings for all the way up until like the second last week. Well, I you, think you, you forgot they remembered they were Team Freedom. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like Tempo Storm is in fourth, just like they were last time, and these next few matches for them. For them, for their standings, aren't as difficult for them as the end ones were last time. So that's, it's a weird balance to me where it'll just springboard someone up into going to the clashes and going to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you mostly just have to look at like, okay, they won this week, but who'd they beat? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Legforce beating Space Station is a really big deal. Um, uh, Roll twenty beating Tempo is a big deal. Gale Force beating even Death is not. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, if you pay attention to the games uh, that are about people near them, um, you get a better idea of, of where they're going to end up. Which is why that uh, Superstars Lab Force game was so important. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm. I mean, my big game is uh, Sunday the seventeenth when. Uh, Gale Force plays Rule Twenty. That's gonna be the game I'm like staying home and watching. Yeah, that that's gonna be pretty much, uh, in my opinion, the first place decider. Like mm -hmm. because that's the hardest game Rule Twenty has on their schedule. Um, they have even in death Gale Force and I think Lag Force at the end or somebody that's not re that's really under beneath who. <laughs> who the uh, Lag Force or uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Roll Twenty is playing. I do wonder if, um, like, by the time we get to that, will Kel'Thuzad be live in this? 
Or is it too uh, soon for that? You Steve tweeted about that. Let me try and find this. Um, because that's the 17th is about two weeks from now. But mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how that plays out in HGC because it's right before playoffs or not. I'm not okay. sure. Week 8, Garrosh balance patch. Week 9, Kel'Thuzad patch with KT disabled. Week 10, Kel'Thuzad patch, KT enabled. So this game is on week 9. Okay. Which means it'll be this balance patch, but no Kel'Thuzad. Got it. So they're going to be going into BlizzCon on what patch? Like there's, um, I can't. That's like, a good I, question. There, there's, <laughs> there's, spo- there's spoilers out there. So is it gonna be, you know, a, the next patch? The that certain hero down the like the two three heroes down the line. Could be. At most, what is... will be one more hero deep, and then they'll reveal two at BlizzCon. So I believe. that could be interesting because you're saying that that matchup will have these new changes with Leoric and Jaina. Those changes will be live for this match. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah but Kel'Thuz will not be able to be selected. Or Kel'Thuzad, rather. I can't even get <laughs> just calling. Oh, you failed like, the test. Let oh, alone geez. figuring out which KT is which. I just got to get their names correct first. <laughs> There's a full month between the last week of regular season and HGC finals. That's so yeah, that's in the about right. Hero released will be like live and playable for BlizzCon, mm-hmm. unless they don't want to do that for the big tournament. But it will yeah. be at least on that hero's balance patch. I, I was saying we will probably only see one more hero before BlizzCon, and then they'll probably reveal yeah. a few at BlizzCon. Yeah, I don't. We didn't have too much last year as far as compared to the previous one. Um, oh, I know. Only Varian, the multi-class hero, and Ragnaros, the guy who took over, takes over Ever. the forts uh, and keeps. Uh, but you, yeah. no, you're you're right though, because the, so. the the um, they did previous year we had Lunara and yeah. Greymane the previous year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they do like five heroes one year when they released Lost Vikings and like two others. Possibly the prior it, it was year. a lot. Yeah. yeah. See, Carl um, smiled. I think he got that. Carl smiled on that. I think he got that joke. Yes, oh, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Thank you. Okay, I were, really, really quickly before we wrap up our, our show and wrap up our HCC discussion, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Garrosh and taking a look at the stats, especially in North America. He has a 42% popularity rate, so... Uh, couple bands in there but a lot of picks uh in a 64 percent win rate so he is already having an impact on the meta in such a short amount of time um his most popular maps being tomb and battlefield of eternity what what do we think this means for kind of the future of heroes um having a disruptive warrior like this especially at such a high level uh, it means you're going to ban him or you're going to lose her heroes early on if you try any kind of push shenanigans. So you give um, up Genji? I was, actually, I was actually thinking we would do this as a topic next week for that hero. Um, I forget what we ended up calling this segment where we, when a new hero comes out, we kind of talk about the previous released hero and the effect they've had on the meta. That's right. You did talk about that. 
Well, okay. what were we gonna call? I can't remember what we we're gonna call that, but I think I think there's a really deep discussion here, and if we just kind, we're not doing it much justice if we just tack it on to the end of the show for a two-minute commentary. No, you're you're have, you're right. Have, you're right. We have noticed in HGC, Garrosh is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the EU side, the only really close match I saw of was the Dignitas expert match. It was three two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Everything I, I else is pretty standard on that one. Although Liquid has fallen to sixth place. Liquid yeah, X Team Liquid. Expert kind of took over Liquid. Like as far Ash. as. <laughs> is X... Go ahead. No. <laughs> no, no. I want Charlie to finish. I don't even know what I was saying anymore. <laughs> something, something, something taking over. Your hashtag better be good. Chris wasn't the problem. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, always. Anyways, three through five in EU is interesting just because everyone is five and five there. So mm-hmm. we definitely have, I feel like we talked about this last season, just way more parity between the teams than uh, NA has. And we kind of saw that with the Crucible last year with two teams making it into HEC EU and mm-hmm. zero teams technically making it in <laughs> you know when, winning 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 their way in i should say i almost wish that the the hdc would become big enough that we could find a way to get the top three teams into the final tournaments because i just i don't know i think it would offer more disparity in the wins more surprises more upsets and i just think it would be more fun i would the thing I would really like to see is Hero League get incorporated somehow, or a, a, a Team League incorporated somehow. Uh-oh. Because really, you're not playing Team League for anything but amount at this point. Like I, I would wish. It's a stupid idea, but it's the best one I have right now. Off the top <laughs> of so instead of the bottom two teams, the bottom three teams. Okay. Two, uh, they're they're all crucible matches, but the team that has the best record in team league, or however high they go, like the five most consistent players on team league that have the highest record, should get a crack at one of those six teams. They would have last pick, in my opinion. Like the 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 two HGC Open teams would get to, would get their picks. And then that that Heroes of the Storm Team League team would take the the last one. And it would give people a real legitimate reason to play Team League. You know, this this isn't just, you know, hey, let's gather five friends and maybe we can get some cool mounts as we spam Ariel Chogol all day. You know, It, it would be, I have a chance to win, you know, get into this league and actually earn a living playing this game i think the best way to do that is to give the top team league team a seed into the uh open playoffs that's the that's why that's a better idea in my opinion so they don't get like automatically you're in the the crucible fighting for hcc spot but you have the chance to prove yourself in a tournament against other open teams yeah like that 
I, I, I like that idea a lot better. I, I, I wish Team League had more meaning than what it currently has. Like, and it, it, it makes me, it, it makes me sad that Blizzard's kind of underutilizing that potential resource right there. You know, it, it would make for an exciting story to write about. You know, it would it would make for great viewing in my opinion, especially if that HGC team or that team league team ended up winning. Yeah. You know, it, it would be like the Cinderella story essentially, like uh, mm-hmm. George Mason going to the Final Four or something like that. You know, like it would be a compelling story to read about. There's that sports ball like reference. It, I had to make a sports ball reference. I like my sports ball references. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that, that's that's my idea. No, I think it's a good idea. But uh, to close things out, how is uh, how's everyone's uh, week going to be? What, what are you up to this week? Uh, start with Balrog in. I'm going to likely be playing Heroes tomorrow and casting on Thursday, and then Windjammers on the weekend. You gonna get signed by Tempo Storm? No. Windjammers? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I get? Do they have a Windjammer team? They might soon. Who knows? I I don't understand this line <laughs> of logic. Every time I start playing a new game, <laughs> I've never once said I have interest in joining Tempo Storm. It, I've it, never claimed it, to be a pro player in anything I've ever done. This All is right. the most important question of joining Tempo Storm. Have you ever stolen someone's Funyuns? <laughs> I, again, I, I don't, don't understand it, but... Uh, okay, a little bit... Okay, okay, a little bit of Heroes history. The the first collapse of Tempo Storm was apparently... When, when Dreadnought was on the Yeah, team. when Dreadnought Wait, was captain Zuna. on the team in Zuna. Oh, I remember this! Apparently, remember apparently this. the catalyst for the team kind of just falling apart was someone stole someone else's Funyuns, I think? Someone someone ate Zuna's Funyuns. <laughs> and they wouldn't own up to it. To and they had, like, team meetings. Like, guys, just come forward and say you ate the stupid Funyuns. <laughs> to be fair, and nobody Funyuns would do it. are worth breaking a team up over. If, like, any of you ate no. my Funyuns, I, I would be off the show. Like, I, I, and I would take you all down in a raging ball of flame. I think we... Zuna style. I mean, I think we all know he ate the Funyuns himself so he could pr- <laughs> finally bring Kenma back into the fold. <laughs> and I that was the year I worked at BlizzCon, and I was able to hang out in the practice area the, the week before, and I could, I just could tell something was wrong with Tempo Storm because none of them were, like, playing as a five-sack together. They were just practicing derping around on Hero League or something like that. I was like, that's... that's it's not how you prepare for BlitzCon, but okay. Yeah, well, the team had a lot of issues, and they like they had one at least one player who wanted to leave like two months before BlizzCon, but they were locked in. Because oh yeah, because really the Blizzard well rules. Early. Yeah, because like it happened with those tournaments, right? So mm-hmm. like you, they qualified like four months before BlizzCon, and they had to keep that roster, or they wouldn't go to BlizzCon. One guy was like, "I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like this team environment," and he was stuck. <laughs> the whole team got pretty like just unmotivated and not enjoyed being with each other and they couldn't escape. Mm-hmm. But with that, uh, Zex, what are you up to this week? Uh, obviously casting Thursday. 
I'm trying to teach uh, Charlie how to play Windjammers. He's not being a very good student at the moment. <laughs> oh, he, uh, he can't handle the British. I'm not responding, so the show will end. <laughs> Physical art, how about you? Wait, what do you do this week? I got one more thing. You know, guys, you guys know why the picture went to jail? No, why? Because he was framed. Oh, this has been the, the final episode of the year's power. Our friends, thank you for so much support <laughs> over the years. No, but really, physical art, what are you up to this week in gaming stuff? I'm probably going to slowly check out these placements in both my games and probably move on to year three in Stardew Valley because I'm like apparently a professional at that now. <laughs> uh, and hopefully get this interview with Justin. That is there we go. my week, man. P-Flame G, how about you? So it is six days from now that Willie and I are going to try and cast the EU Open? Yes. Yeah. So that will be my second casting debut. And I will be much more awake um, <laughs> and hopefully not have a headache. And it will be much better. <laughs> nice. I didn't know you had a headache. I'm sorry. You could have said no, and I would have just been like, oh, sorry, Golden Misha's can't really do it I, uh i was like i kind of have a headache and i'm tired but i'll do it and i started casting and it just got worse i was like i'm not gonna just cut out halfway through this well set, that's why so. you were that's why you're such a cranky cranky <laughs> guy <laughs> like oh that team really screwed up that team fight oh jesus carl let's bring it in just a little bit <laughs> no it, it, i might like, be a more uh, jovial caster on monday yeah there you go uh, but as far as myself, just follow me on Twitter at TJ Tarrant and Twitch to kind of see what I'm up to the rest of this week. I, I don't know. Am I casting this Thursday? I don't even know if I am or not. Uh, you might be. I'll have to double okay. check. Okay. Okay. I might tonight. I might be. Anyways, uh, check out patreoncom slash Heroes Power Hour. It helps out the show so much, and we appreciate your support. Review us on iTunes and Google Google Play. Five star reviews absolutely help out the show as well as uh check out blizzpro.com for all the latest blizzard gaming news and to see all the latest episodes there and you can subscribe to youtube.com slash blizzpro for all the video archives of the heroes power and with that this has been episode 116 of the heroes power and we will see you soon in the nexus and stay tight